Try a new just, a new intro. Yeah, try a new intro. Let's get ready. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could do a uh, fuck. What's that guy's name from uh, the Saturday Night Live uh, announcer? I don't know his name. Oh I man, name. I should know his name too. I've got a head wound, so I've got an excuse. <laughs> and I'm just on as med- much medication as you are. So. <laughs> With Tracy Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Octopus Caveman <laughs> It's alternate endings I think... We need like some fake applause <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw it in in post Okay <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls Children of 18 years of age or older Welcome to the Alternate Endings Podcast, the show where we ruin the endings of your favorite stories from pop culture, and TV, and film. I am Octopus Caveman, and I am heavily sedated with a head wound. And with me, as always, is my partner in prose, the verbose vixen herself, the lovely, loquacious Tracy Morgan. How are you, Tracy? I'm good, thank you. I think my head is a little better than yours. Just a little. How are you? You've had a traumatic time. I'm good. I kind of wanted to do this with one of those like cartoony ice pack things taped on my head just when you logged on to Skype. It was just, by the way, spoiler alert, guys, we record this with Skype. It'd just be that like cartoony (laughs) ice pack and just be like miserable with a thermometer in my mouth. I I don't milk shit generally. I'm just like, oh, it sucks. I'll be all right. Bless you. You've had a hard week. So You've just done a podcast about it, though. People can listen, can't they? So Yeah, check out Getting Fucked Up with Octopus Caveman. It's an interesting story, I think. <laughs> so we're talking about Titanic. Let's get into Titanic. it. Titanic. Okay. Made in 1997, based on the um, actual disaster that happened with the RMS Titanic. Um, directed by James Cameron. Two leading characters, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. Wait a minute. Leo Hey, I gotta throw Jack. you off. Is it is it RMS or is it HMS? RMS. So what's the difference, right? It's like Her Majesty's oh, no. ship and then the Ro- Royal Majesty's ship. I don't know. You just asked me to like talk about the ending of Titanic. I didn't think I was going to get into naval facts. Man, I did. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This, I, this one sent me off. I did hours of backstory on this one and like hours <laughs> of research on this one. So that was just something I didn't pick up. I was just curious if you knew. I don't. I'm sorry. I'll edit your ignorance out. Yeah, I'll just. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to do that shit. I'm going to stop editing these. They're just going up raw. It's just like the ending of King Kong. Who knows? I have no idea who lives and dies in this, by the way. Because there's don't. so many people. I mean, who fucking knows? And it jumps around in time. So it's okay to be kind of foggy about who lives and who dies. <laughs> well, we should say as well that we are just basing this on the film as a film. We're not rewriting history. I don't want to be upsetting any distant relatives or anybody who's... Uh, was involved with the Titanic, although it was a very long time ago. Obviously, we're not rewriting history, just the film. Oh, we know our demo. A bunch of 108-year-olds listen to alternate endings. 
You never know. Just mortified. <laughs> My neighbour's 102. <laughs> She's got her ear glass to the wall. <laughs> I don't want to offend her. <laughs> Bring her in to tell the real ending. <laughs> so basically, Leonardo is called Jack and Kate is called Rose. And they both board the RMS Titanic. When they board, um, by the way, uh, I've got a family member in this film. The scene, no on, yeah, the scene on the docks. There's a dude standing up on a truck. There's that sea of people as they're boarding. Yes, yeah. So there's a guy on the docks, yeah. kind of handing handing uh, boxes down from a truck. That's yeah. my uncle. Yeah. No way. Yeah, I thought about making an alternate ending involving him somehow, but just dude on the docks. Nothing I could do for you, buddy. Ah, uh, do you know? I'm not so sure. We could have given him a whole backstory. <laughs> <laughs> if it was your uncle, he would have he would have been prominent. <laughs> Cruised up in a speedboat. Hop on, kids! I got blankets. <laughs> you should have done it. You should have so done it. Would have been awesome. <laughs> so they're both kind of two different uh, classes, really. Um, Kate is of the upper class, um, and she is on the Titanic with her mother and family and her fiancé-to-be, Cal. And Jack is basically working class, and he's on the lower rungs of the Titanic. He's, he's travelling to find work. Um, and really, in theory, their paths shouldn't cross at all. But Kate is engaged to Cal, who's just vile, and she looks to go and kill herself by throwing herself off the Titanic. And Jack comes along and chats to her and basically saves her life. And um, they go to dinner as a reward for Jack because he saved her. And they strike up a relationship and they end up boning and all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> he draws her like his French ladies. In a car, in a boat. That's in like, the car, that's, in a boat. It's yeah. like uh, boning in a Russian nesting doll, you know? <laughs> I gotta say, Kate Kate Winslet, I'll bet, has some sort of unofficial record for most Merkins worn on screen. I bet she probably does. Did you not look into that? Did I you didn't, like... but, you know, <laughs> I, I love Kate Winslet. She's in a lot of, she picks interesting movies. I've seen a lot of, yeah. a lot of uh, Merkin work. <laughs> <laughs> New podcast, Tracy Morgan and Octopus Caveman, Merkin work. Merkin work. <laughs> I reckon, you know, Kate listens. I reckon she can come and answer these questions. We'll get her on. We'll get her on next show for the Merkin podcast. She's awesome. I love her and I love her in this. I revisited this movie. Everybody's so good in this. It is. I can't revisit it, though. I started crying as the titles came up because I had PMS and then I just cried all the way through and I was just a mess. I mean, it looked like the Titanic at the end of the cinema because... I had just flooded the place with tears. Everyone with those, like, in life jackets. And Billy Zane. I, I want to see Billy Zane in more shit. He's so good as, like, the yeah. heel in this, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And then the dude from, uh, I can never remember his name, the guy from Godspell. He was Jesus in Godspell. I don't know. I don't know. That's the only way I, I know, know him. He was in some, some television shows as well. He's had a long and storied career. All I know him as is Jesus from Godspell. Oh, there's worse things to be known as. Yeah, he's good in this too. <laughs> and, you know, the the movie's great. I had a really hard time coming up with an ending for this one because I think the ending is pretty fitting. Do you? I do. See, I, I was frustrated with the ending because obviously Titanic crashes into Iceberg. 
Uh, by this time, she's fallen in love with Leo and they're trying to get off the ship and trying to find a way off themselves. She won't go with the other people in the boats, which is where they're putting all the women and children from the upper classes. And her horrible fiancé goes without her. Um, and obviously the Titanic sinks. Long story short. Right. <laughs> Everyone knows that, right? And so at the end, they manage to get onto a door or something. Well, Kate does. And uh, Leo's like, no, I won't fit on. You stay there. Um, and basically, he freezes to death in the water. And then she just discards him and pushes him off into the sea. And I have a problem with that, as, as do lots of people. With, uh, with her pushing him off? Hell yeah. Well, for one, because they've proved that he could fit on. For two, it just doesn't make sense to me. She was throwing herself off the Titanic. She was going to die because she was going to marry a man that she hated. Then she met a man that she fell in love with. And then she saved herself and let him die. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. It was, he sacrificed himself for her. So, so in that moment of sacrifice, she was filled with, uh, you know, just in meeting him, she was reinvigorated and filled with a lust for life, dancing with the steerage and all that. So... He taught her to want to live again and that she could be the master of her own destiny and then made this ultimate sacrifice for her. I don't really have a problem with it. I do. I do. Huh. I think if I'd found the love of my life, I wouldn't let them freeze in water. Not without me. We'd go together. We were, you're either on this fucking boat or this door or whatever piece of debris she was on. You're either fucking getting on and we're in this together or I'm getting off. That that would be my decision. She never gave him that ultimatum. And at that stage, she's gone, look, I'm going to die too. He would have got on the door. He would have got on the door. They could both have had a lovely life. So I I did some research on this. I found out that okay. the, more, the, the length of water, you, the length of time you could stay in that water before you died was four minutes. Four minutes, the hypochondria, uh, not hypochondria. <laughs> <laughs> you would be so so scared you were going to die or had something that it would just the hypothermia would kick in after about three to four minutes and you would die. Uh, wow! So the MythBusters did this with James Cameron and they did this thing in the water where they had the prop itself and tried to float on it together and they couldn't both fit on it. So they took off their life jackets and tied them underneath the door and then were both able to get on top of it. But they were both on top of it, sort of floating in like a California bay where the water's nice and warm. There was lots of water on top and all around them. I think if you do that study in freezing ass cold water, both of them would have probably died of hypothermia. Him sort of balancing that board and, and keeping her afloat, I, I think that's necessary. When I watch that, that's my interpretation. Everybody should go watch that Mythbusters clip. It's... It, it, to me, it was like, yeah, you proved they could both fit, but they would also both be covered in freezing water and most likely freeze to death. I thought about writing an ending where that happened because everybody's just like, there's plenty of room. Hop on top, pop, like, you know? So for me, it's hard for me to rewrite that ending knowing that, no, they don't fit on there. So what... The, the, I think I would have rather they both died. Is that harsh of me? I just no. think if he's willing to sacrifice himself... That was going to be my, think... my thing was just they were just going to be both found frozen together on that door because of the water contact. But for the actual ending, I think it's great. She moves on and she has this great life. And you have that sort of jump, right? So that you've got her mm -hmm. in the future as an old lady on this boat where they're searching the Titanic and looking for this jewel, right? 
And in the uh, I watched the actual Titanic alternate ending. I guess it's on the Blu-ray or something. But that little old lady goes out by herself to the the end in the real ending, and she does the little annoying sound the whip, when she throws the jewel. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. That was not ad libbed. Apparently, that was scripted because in the alternate real alternate ending, everybody's on board or on the deck with her when she does that. Bill Paxton is there, okay. and she's like, I've got it, and uh, I'm going to throw it, and he just wants to hold it one more time, and everybody's like, don't give it back to her, she's crazy, and he laughs, hands it to her, and she goes, Whip, and throws it into the water. <laughs> so, so, I mean, for one, I was pissed that that little meep sound was scripted, like James Cameron was like, you got to make a little meep, because it's a very obnoxious sound. <laughs> But I don't know. That ending was just—it wasn't wasn't as good. I'm I'm glad they cut that. But I think the the actual ending is a great ending. I I had no yeah made me cry. I guess so. It, it made me feel a lot. But we should maybe talk about that piece of jewelry because it was called the Heart of the Ocean, and it was a gift from her original fiance to her. It was a very expensive diamond, and Sapphire, it maybe? went down. I don't know. I think there was a diamond in there somewhere. It was, it was blue, wasn't it? So it must have been a sapphire. Yeah, it was blue. Surrounded by diamonds, no? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> guys guys, don't pay attention to that shit. We pay attention to a price tag and we're like, you should be impressed, right? This just bought me a blowjob. <laughs> apparently, apparently, I just I'm made not all guys safe with all like the details shit. for this either. <laughs> so... Uh, I, I, I got into all kinds of weird territory here. I watched a whole documentary about how it wasn't really wow. the Titanic that sunk. So there was uh, three ships, the Olympic, the Britannic, and the Titanic, right? I think I'm getting those names right. I did this research like three weeks ago. We're super late on doing this. <laughs> but uh, I think it was the Olympic had some sort of damage. And basically it was an insurance scam where they – they, they, they allege that they made the Titanic look like the Olympic and were planning to sink it on purpose and had boats waiting, this boat called the Californian, waiting to pick up all their survivors. And they had all wow. of these. It's, no it's a fascinating documentary. It was up on YouTube. I think it was called, like, They Sunk Titanic on Purpose. But it's filled with all wow. sorts of fascinating photographs and studies. Really remarkable. Even down to, like, pieces of the faceplate on the Titanic as it submerged have fallen off, revealing letters of the Olympic on it? No. I mean, I take everything with a grain of salt, but this one was pretty convincing, where I was like, this could have just been an insurance scam that just went to shit. Like, oh, let's just light up our business on fire, and then accidentally you kill a bunch of people? It seemed like one of those. That's shocking. That's shocking if that's true. That's horrific. Well, uh, Carnegie was set to go on the maiden voyage of the the, the Titanic. He got a call a few weeks... uh, a few weeks before, and then all of a sudden had all of these priceless pieces of art just stay in Europe, just wait. And he canceled his trip on the Titanic, saying he was sick, and he was found someplace else on vacation with uh, a concubine. And they're like, well, you're not sick. Why the fuck weren't you on the Titanic? It's very bizarre. So, um... What I can remember, the Olympic had some sort of damage to it where it listed a little bit to the uh, to one side. And one of the guys noticed that the Titanic was listing. Uh, it just – there's, a, a, there's a, a pretty big stack of evidence. But, you know, it, it's, it's a very interesting documentary. It, it could be the case. Who knows? 
But I really went down the rabbit hole with Titanic. You certainly did. I mean, we started off with King Kong. You hadn't even watched it. <laughs> I know. And now you've become like a historian. I guess. I mean, no promises for the future. I, but uh, this one, the Titanic's always fascinated me. There's a, uh, yeah. a Titanic adventure or something in uh, Buena Park. It's, uh, it's the home of the old Movie Land Wax Museum. It's down by Medieval Times and some of these other – near Knott's Berry Farm. It's like Buena Park's like interesting shit row. You've got like a Ripley's Believe It or Not. But this exhibit is fun. They give you a passport of one of the actual people that boarded that Titanic. And you go through and you kind of look at the staterooms and stuff. And it ends with you in a dark, freezing cold room in a life in a lifeboat. And they just sort of tell you about all the numbers of people that died. And then you leave. And I took my nephews. You leave and you take your passport. And there's a list of survivors and a list of people who died. And you go see if you lived or died. Both of my nephews died and were mortified. They were like, no. And it's it's got information on why you were traveling on there. Because I guess they collected that shit. So it's like, you know. Bill Johnson was traveling to meet his bride-to-be in, in the States. Just all this, like, horrifying, heart-wrenching shit. She just leave there just like, wasn't that fun, kids? And they're like, I wanted to live. <laughs> it's, oh, a, it's a hell of it an experience. For, yeah, for, like, adults, yeah. go as an adult. It's a fun experience. I mean, shit, we need sponsors. Guys, hit us up. But uh, <laughs> for kids, it's a little heavy, you know, especially for young kids. But they've also wow. got this like green screen photo booth where you can do the whole Jack and and uh, Rose thing. The I'm King of the World pose together. Yeah. But anyway, let's do my ending and start the ridiculousness. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm on a boat! The screams awoke Dorothy. Oh, Christ, she muttered. Rose! She shouted from the room next door. Rose! The screams continued. I'm on a boat! Come back, Jack! Dorothy gave a heavy sigh, aggressively pulling the blankets off of herself and struggling to find her slippers in the dark. Rose, you fool, you're not on a boat! Yes, I am! I'm on a boat! Dorothy entered Rose's bedroom and began to shake her awake. Come on, Rose, you're having that dream again. Rose began to wake. Oh, Dorothy, I was having the most incredible dream! What's all this fuss about? Blanche entered the room, her hair in curlers. Rose is having the boat dream again, replied Dorothy. Is that idiot having the boat dream again? Sophia said from the doorway. Oh, Ma, go back to bed, Dorothy said. Well, I don't see any point in that. Come on, girls, I'll make some tea, Blanche offered. That'll do, pig, agreed Rose. The Golden Girls and Babe. Oh, my God. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) You did all of that research. All of that research. Just to shit out (laughs) something about the the Golden Golden Girls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's funny. For some reason, in my brain, I I was going to write this tragic one of the lovers being frozen together on the door and really write a beautiful one. And then, nope, the rose-rose connection happened in my head. And I thought, fuck it. We're going golden golden girls. I figured we were going to get hit with just a hundred endings of just like, Jack gets on the door too. And I'm so glad we didn't. I didn't even have any of them, did we? No. I mean, I haven't heard yours yet. (laughs) I would love it if you just pulled pulled a splash on me and you're like, yeah, Jack doesn't get on the fucking boat. End of movie. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know what? I could do that right now. <laughs> he doesn't get on the boat. <laughs> mine, I have to apologise a little bit for mine because I don't feel it's very good. But that's okay. You say because... that every episode, so... <laughs> <laughs> there may be singing. So prepare yourself because I can't sing. Okay. I'll, do, I'll try and join in with some harmonies. Oh, no. I don't think anyone could harmonize with me. Okay. So, skip to the end, basically. Rose is lying on the door. Jack dies, and Rose pushes him into the water. And she's just lying there, and they've all got their little whistles, and they're all whistling away, trying to trying to basically summon some help. And next minute, all of a sudden, just this, this thing just flies over them, and there's this title music... Are you ready for the singing? Well, you threw me off for a sec. Can I get this out? Because as soon as you said the whistles, it just started to make me think, this is pre-rape whistle. Do you think nowadays if a boat went down and somebody was looking for survivors, he would just think there was rapes happening everywhere? Well, he might do. <laughs> I guess it's one way to get, att- <laughs> one way to get attention. Because they actually say if you're getting raped, you should shout fire. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so it's just, it's just code. That it's poor code woman's being raped by place. fire. <laughs> Are you ready for my awful That singing? poor man is about to get a VD. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm just taking it all <laughs> off the rails. I'm sorry. <laughs> Should we start over? I don't know. <laughs> I think start over. <laughs> so Jack dies. She pushes him away. They've all got the whistles. They're whistling for help. And this thing just shoots over them in the sky. And then this title music starts. Bear with the singing. He's flying so high in the sky, saving people, Superman. Because unfortunately, I do make up words for everything like that. I, I have one for Star Wars. Do well, you do that? No, I had no idea. I was like, there's actual words. That's amazing. No! I thought I didn't know. That, those are great. It's me. Oh, yeah. I got to hear the Star Wars so, one anyway. now, too. Hear this, I got to have it. <laughs> Star Wars, this film is Star Wars. Is it the first one? Nobody knows. Because it's got the same title music to each one. Right. But yeah, I won't go on. I won't go on. No, holy <laughs> shit. We need to do an album of these. What else you got? Do you have... Uh, how about uh, Madam Butterfly? No. <laughs> Haven't done Madam Butterfly yet. Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> If I, I'm going to write lyrics for you, I'll write lyrics for Brokeback Mountain, okay? This has got to be a segment. <laughs> Every movie from now on, if it's got a recognizable theme, you got to write the, the lyrics to it. I can't help it. There's just something inside Did me. Did you ever see that, uh, I can't remember the name, but Jack Lemmon and uh, 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 Jim Garner are ex-presidents? And they're oh man, it's a they they both came up with lyrics to hail to the chief as presidents because they heard it. So it's like I just remember part of Jim Garner's was hail to the chief. Oh, you better all say hail you bastards, something like that. But that just that reminded me of that. Somebody tweet us the name of that movie. I can't remember it. I've seen it once, but that reminded me of that. Just coming up to coming up with the lyrics to that. You're like the Weird Al uh, to um, John Williams music. If only, if only I could sing and I could write lyrics, I could be the female version of Boyard Al. As it is, I'm just 
stupid. Do you only uh, do John Williams? Because you've done, what, Superman? That was Williams, right? Yeah, I think it was. And Star Wars, John Williams. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe I should just go with the John Williams theme. Yeah, I'll bet you could do an Elfman. <laughs> <laughs> should we get back to the story? <laughs> I'm fascinated by this. Fuck alternate endings. Alternate lyrics. <laughs> or just lyrics. They don't have lyrics. I'm like, because they have the, the, a lot of the films that are like have sequels but have the same theme tune. Like Ghostbusters has its own lyrics. You can't do much with that. Right. But Star Wars, <laughs> it's just crying out for it. Superman crying out for it. Now I'm just picturing all these survivors floating in the water and that song happens and they're like, hey, there's no lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not the real Superman, guys. Real Superman doesn't have lyrics. <laughs> all right. Once again, so totally Superman, derailed us. <laughs> Superman comes in with this theme music all around and it's a bit of a ah, moment, you know, like, like where the clouds open up and there's like rays of sunshine and everybody looks up and there's like some hope. So he swoops in, he manages to push the boat back up and together and he dips around and uh, saving all the living and getting them to safety basically. So Superman's doing his job. He's left Batman at home. If we get onto Superman versus Batman, I have no idea what's going on there. They're both on the same side. It's ridiculous. So we're not even, he didn't bring Batman with him. <laughs> in the meantime, Jack's floating off into the water, uh, and as far as Rose is aware, he's dead. But then this beautiful mermaid called Madison <laughs> hears the screaming of terrified people and rushes basically through the water. She swims and swims to see if she can help anybody. She notices the most beautiful man sinking down through the water and she grabs him, breathes life into him, swims him away, and takes him to her mermaid lair and warms him with her body. We know what that's code for, knowing Madison. You know <laughs> Rose whimpering for help really pathetically finally gets picked up by Superman and her family disowns her for going with the poor guy. And she ends up basically just travelling from man after man, just getting her heart broken, being left out in the cold just like she did to Jack. That's how she spends the rest of her life. Jack, however has the most wonderful life as an artist. His post famous, most famous painting being the Mona Madison. She's <laughs> painting of a mermaid with like a little rice smile. Rose keeps turning up to his exhibitions to see Jack. <laughs> the she inspiration for the Starbucks logo? Yes, yes! <laughs> <laughs> That's how good a life Jack has. <laughs> he made a lot of money. <laughs> Rose keeps turning up to the exhibitions to see Jack just to say I'm really sorry and I still love you and she can never get near him apart from on one occasion she kind of managed to get in, in front of him and he's like I thought I was dead to you and just kind of scuttled off with his entourage and Jack marries and he has lots of lovely kids and a massive house and Rose is made homeless and she sells matches on street corners and because Jack is nice and because he sees her on the street one day he just drops her like $200 and says you know just go save yourself why don't you End credits. <laughs> I'm, I'm sensing some animosity towards Rose here. I just think you get a man like Jack, you do not let him go. A man like Jack is very rare. She was a spoiled little whatever. Are you me? Like a poor dude? A poor dude what? with an interesting life? Those guys are a dime a dozen. They're the best kind. Well, he had a heart of gold. I don't know if you always find them. Not without their own problems. <laughs> 
songs. Jack is a Jack is a, a just a, you find a man like Jack, he saves your life. You don't fuck him off. You don't let him go and die on his own in the water. Luckily, Madison the mermaid saves him. So in my head, everything's okay. <laughs> you also brought up. The fact that, like, I was just thinking how many disasters are taking place and people see Superman, like, swoop in and just save Lois Lane and split. And they're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What about me? No, he saves everybody else first. He leaves the whimpering as long as possible because, you know, Superman knows the score. He's going (laughs) to save her. He's just going to let her suffer for a bit first. (laughs) I'm not even going to get into the timeline because... When the Titanic sunk, that was probably Madison's grandmother. Well, it could have been, apart from we don't know how long mermaids last for. Well, we know she was an infant when she saved Tom Hanks. That's true, but she could have been an infant. Like, their lives might be so long that in her infancy, she could have been, like, 50 years old, 60 years old. That's true. Oh, yeah, no, that's true. I don't know. We won't get into that. (laughs) (laughs) We've covered a lot already. (laughs) Just don't don't think about the details or it gets gross, guys. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to read Steve's Steve's submission here. This is from Steve the Knight, a.k.a. Midnight Smoke. I think he's at Midnight Smoke 1 on Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, you can go follow him. Nice guy. Check out his podcast, The Mr. BS Show. It's really funny. (laughs) He's just a good guy overall, isn't he? He's just a funny guy. He is. He, uh, he gave us all nightmares, as you'll remember, for E.T. <laughs> yeah, he was dark in E.T. <laughs> <laughs> so I've skimmed this one. I haven't gotten into it, and I'm probably going to fuck it up because, again, sedated, head wound. Bear with me. <laughs> as the photos of Rose are cascaded on the screen, we fade to her aged, lifeless body. The camera is souring through the sea back into the past and into the Titanic again where the young Jack stands at the top of the staircase. Rose embraces him and they kiss. The audience around them clap and cheer. The screen fades to black, as it did in the original. There are flashes of light, then darkness again. Rose and Jack grasp each other tightly, and screams are echoed throughout the massive ship. Flickering of the lighting system makes navigation to the exits difficult, but the panic of hundreds of passengers is far worse. People are being thrown and trampled, children tossed aside so the greedy, selfish ones can spare their own lives. Jack took Rose's hand and started to lead her back way out of, the, out of the ballroom to get her to the upper deck. She couldn't understand what was going on. In her mind, she had already survived the sinking of the Titanic, loss of her love, and lived her life thinking she had finally passed on her personal heaven here with Jack. But how could this be heaven? It's all starting over again. Jack felt a hard tug and realized that Rose fell to her knees. She looked up to him and said, I can't do this again. I don't want to lose you. I can't lose you. Jack, confused but still trying to stay confident, stated, You won't, Rose. We'll be fine. Please hurry. We're almost to the top. The craft had already deployed all of its evacuation boats and people had started to give up hope of surviving. Some took their own lives and jumped into the sea hoping for the best. The Titanic broke apart and many lives were lost. Hours later, Rose found herself on the same debris, hold on to Jack as she did all those years ago, trying not to let him go, promising not to, and this time holding out a bit longer. Sadly, the same events came to pass, and as Rose started to lose consciousness, letting go of Jack, allowing him to sink into the deeps, the, uh, the depths of the ocean. 
That's when she regained consciousness. Looking down, seeing, Jack, seeing Jack's face, she could actually hear his voice this time. He wasn't saying, I love you. He was saying, I owe you. He had cursed her to relive this moment for all eternity, for breaking the promise of letting him go and dying alone at the bottom of the ocean. Fade to black, midnight smoke. That's what I'm talking about. That's so This fucking... is what she deserves. <laughs> <laughs> That's some dark shit. <laughs> and he came up with it really fast as well, like literally to the point of like, okay, I'll write one, and then it just came through. I feel like I fucked it up a little bit there, so I'm sorry, but that's a fucking beautiful ending. It is a great ending. It's really dark. It's, it's very Twilight Zone. Like, like she's just is. fucked. I, I, <laughs> I love it. I mean, I'm just so glad that we got this instead of, yeah, and then Jack gets on the fucking thing with her. You know? Like, we had people, we had people try. You know, we got, we got a good crew, I think. We have a great crew. Thank you, Steve. Steve the Knight, a.k.a. The Midnight Knight. Smoke. Awesome. Killing it again. <laughs> so the next one is actually from an old friend of mine called Joe Schumann. Now, Joe is an actual bona fide proper writer. He's also which... a bona fide proper Brit with very difficult to read <laughs> Brit slang. <laughs> I love the fact that he's put no punctuation into this whatsoever. <laughs> it's so typically Joe. But he's wonderful. He's written biographies of Bruce Dickinson and all sorts of bad trivia, trivia and all sorts of bands and artists. And he writes for the Flying Record Collector and Mix Mag and all sorts of awesome publications. <laughs> and then he sends this with no punctuation, which just makes You know what it's like? It's like the, uh, <laughs> the carpenter always has the worst house on the block. <laughs> He just shit this just one out. Just throw the idea down. <laughs> no, Joe, I don't want to shit on you here, but this is written like uh, somebody f- like quickly transcribing a voicemail message. <laughs> yeah. And he will have. I think he was moving house at that time. He was literally moving house that day. I, don't I think want... he must have had enough and just thought at some stage, just have a cup of tea and I'm just going to write something. I, want, and he did. I don't want to like, chastise people for submitting at all. It's just it was funny to me because I was just like, oh, this guy's British. Tracy's definitely gonna have to read this one. <laughs> Bless him. Should I go ahead? Go for it. So the woman, what goes on the front, turns into a real wooden thing, like they have on the front of boats. And the Caprio bloke pulls out a big air pump and goes, "Watch this!" and puts the end in his mouth, and he goes all massive and full of air, and holds on to the mast, and then the boat stops doing a sink and flies up into the land, uh, sky and lands on a cloud. And they all get out and they do a little cloud dance because the cloud is made of actual marshmallow, which they don't eat much of because it's bad for your teeth, but only a little bit. And then they have a cuddle with a kitten. Ah, sweet, the end. This is an LSD experience <laughs> right here. This is some <laughs> Lucy in the Sky with diamonds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But everyone should go and check out Joe, Joe Schumann's work. He's um, He's got a blog. I haven't got the address to it here. But if you put in Joe Schumann, you'll find him. He's a really good writer. <laughs> Girl, don't let this be. But I, gotta say, I would read a biography about Bruce Dickinson written all all in this style. It's like, then the bloke joined this band called Iron Something. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like the John Candy biography I'm writing. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh, funny. But Joe's wonderful. He's a great poet as well. People should go and check out his work. I Thank love you, him. Joe. I, I, I look you forward to reading your, your real work. <laughs> All right. What so mean? I, had, <laughs> I had to do double duty last time and, and read two of them, so this time it's your turn. Okay. So this one is from Reese, who's at Pickle Stickies on, um, on Facebook. Are you ready? I, I, this is a rare moment where I've actually read this ending. Normally I like to just skim them a little bit, but this is one of those ones that drew me in. I fucking love this ending. This is my favorite ending. <laughs> I can't wait for people to hear this one. <laughs> Having never had any desire to watch this painful-looking chick flick, I'm not entirely sure of the exact ending, so bear with me. So Rose sat on her massive floating door and thinking that Jack died. <laughs> I love that he's stop. like, the massive floating door. <laughs> She's basically on a lifeboat, <laughs> according to this. I'm on a boat. <laughs> thinking that Jack has died she pushes him off and watches him drift away and the crocodile te- tears start running down her face I love the fact that they're crocodile tears because I completely agree cut forward to the present day an old man sits in his old battered old chair in his shabby old apartment he's watching the news on his old black and white a large bottle of whiskey sits on the table beside him the news is showing a clip of a frail old woman being interviewed about surviving Titanic, and it was Rose. The man turns off the TV. He leans forward and pours himself a big glass of whiskey. Rose says goodbye to the reporter and shows her out the front door. She's about to shut the door behind her when she spots the old man standing at the end of the drive, clutching a large bottle of whiskey in his hand. Can I help you? She says. I hope so, Rose, came his reply. Rose stares for what seems like an age at the old man. He looks like... Can't be, can it? Jack? Is that really you? But you're dead. For the next six hours, they laugh and cry as they swap stories of each other's lives, all washed down with glasses of whiskey. Jack tells how he's picked up the sea by rescuers shortly after Rose had left him. He was still alive, just... And eventually he made a full recovery. He never thought he'd ever meet Rose again. I never stop loving you, Jack, said Rose. I know, Jack replied. Let's get some rest. I've got a plan for tomorrow, Rose. It'll be like old times. So the next day they set off on Jack's mystery tour. Mustn't forget the whiskey. (laughs) Jack grabs the bottle and they're off. They arrive at a park and Jack, leading Rose by the hand, makes a beeline straight for the tunnel of love. Come on, my dear, step in the swan. Let's resume where we last left off, floating on the water. This time, let's hope for a better outcome. As the swan boat enters the tunnel, Jack stumbles and falls against Rose and she falls backwards over the side of the boat. A wry smile breaks out on Jack's face. Jack, help, help, Rose cries as she struggles to stay above water. Help me, Jack, help me get back on the boat. Jack stretches out his arms towards her, clenches his his hands into his fists, turns them over and raises his middle fingers. Sorry, my darling, there's no room. (laughs) He picks up the bottle of whiskey and throws it, hitting a square in the head, instantly knocking him unconscious. Rose's lifeless body slowly slips under the surface as Jack drifts away into the tunnel darkness. The sweet sound of a kick-ass guitar solo plays in the background. End credits. (laughs) (laughs) So good. It's so good. She got it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I didn't want to interject a whole lot because it just draws you in and it's so well written. It just pulls you right <laughs> in and you, and you have no idea where it's going. And then such a satisfying ending. 
it's it's fucking so good. Moral of the story: Never go on the tunnel of love with Reese. <laughs> I had, I had no idea there was so much hate for uh, Rose in this movie. I just I didn't feel That's it. See what I always think because he was very cold. I I work in veterinary as well, and my clinical director always says to me, "It's one thing I've always learned: you are not dead until you're warm and dead." People can be very cold and appear dead. You warm them up, they can come back to life. You're well, not dead until you're warm and dead. Maybe now, but not then. <laughs> Who knows? Um, Madison the mermaid managed to warm him up. I mean, you're not dead until you're warm and dead. That's what we're learning from this. I guess. <laughs> I never saw any hate. I mean, I, did you ever see The Reader? No. I guess I just like Kate Winslet, but she's sort of a... Uh, she was a... Uh, a Nazi guard in that, and she let a, okay. a bunch of people burn in a concentration camp. But then later, she befriends a young boy and learns how to read. I don't know. She's just she plays she plays a sympathetic character that when she's like sentenced to death or whatever, I'm like, oh, but she she learned how to read. I don't. I guess I just like <laughs> Kate Winslet, so I I never wanted to like. Be put to death. Hey, the, yeah, and I don't know. When I watched <laughs> that, I think the ending was good. I mean, Jack sacrificed himself so she could go on and live a kick-ass life. I mean, she flies planes and shit. You'd see the the photos on her nightstand when she's old. And it's true. I mean, he did a wonderful thing for her, but I just think he could have been in those photos. I just do. I still believe we could have saved Jack. I do. You should watch the reader. It's it's interesting because you do. It, it makes you sympathize with this like person who did a terrible 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 thing it's it's a bizarre movie i like those movies where you're conflicted you know well titanic was like that (laughs) (laughs) fuck this bitch (laughs) don't have anything against kate it was just rose just all hating on me she went on she lived a a long and happy life i did still she still didn't like she could have like i don't know sold that massive sapphire very rare thing. She could have sold that and donated the money to the, the uh, lifeboats or something like that, you know, in memory of Jack. No, she just tosses it away. <laughs> just like she tossed Jack. <laughs> I think we experienced this ending in completely different frames of mind. I, I'm still revisiting it all these years later. I think, yeah, way to go, Jim Cameron. Beautiful movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. Just... Rose. I mean, the Golden Girls ending might have made it a little bit more interesting, but I think Golden, yeah, I think the Golden Girls ending's perfect. <laughs> I think it's perfect. I think that's how it should have ended. It would have been awesome. Can you imagine after all that journey that you've been into on the cinema, and the Golden Girls just pop up at the end? <laughs> I mean, any movie that would end with the Golden Girls would be fantastic. It would. Why has no one done that? <laughs> I'm just glad I managed to weave in a that'll do pig. I think so far you've got that in every single time. I have. I've managed, managed to squeeze that in. So what are we going to do next week? <laughs> ah, that's interesting. We've not talked about this. We usually agree beforehand. I know. You want to do? Do you want to do Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. Let's do the Wizard do the of Oz. Wizard of Oz. It's classic. Okay. I love that movie. Again, it's going to be tough for me to think of an ending because I, I love it so much. <laughs> it's so perfect. It's not so tough for me. <laughs> no. Okay. We shall see. Maniacal laugh. No, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So I just talked to uh, 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 our con- our contributors, uh, 
one of our favorite contributors, Amanda. She, yeah. she hasn't watched Titanic. That's why she didn't contribute. Oh, Amanda. I knew it. I knew it. If she hasn't seen oh. The Wizard of Oz, I'm going to just publicly chastise her for that. No, she will have seen The Wizard of Oz. I have no <laughs> doubt about it. I have no doubt about it. And if not, Amanda, go and watch The Wizard of Oz. This is your homework this week. <laughs> She's just in the podcast, hasn't she? Rick Moranis podcast. Yeah, the Rick cast. It's great. Awesome. She's yeah. really good on it. I mean, I'm whenever I do my show solo, I'm always uh, a bit nervous about doing it. She's just, like, super comfortable doing that thing. And, you know, she's she's really entertaining. Great show. I love it. She's amazing. She is. She's amazing. Bless her. I was really oh. hoping, though, the Rick cast, that it was I was going to click on the first episode and I was just going to get Rick rolled. <laughs> I thought that would just be the best joke ever. But no, it's a good podcast. Check it out. <laughs> she loves Rick Moranis. It's all about Rick Moranis. Well, we got to thank Gary. Oh, Gary, always. We should thank Gary at the beginning next time, really. No, I want him to listen so to the Gary. whole show to make sure we did it. <laughs> Trying, trying to earn so fans here. We think them in the beginning. He'll be like, "Yep, they did it." Moving on. You know what? Now we're gonna have to sneak it. I'll just sneak it into the middle of my ending next time. With Gary. Yeah. Gary, so known as Horse Clip Clop Horse, because we always struggle with that Clip Clop Horse. Um, it's at underscore Horse underscore. I think. Yeah. And he also has a website, awesomehorse.com. Killer He's awesome. He's, He's so good. Yeah. He's so good. And if people. If people think we should do T-shirts, they should let us know because that's something we're looking at because the the logo is that cool, isn't the it? The logo really? is very cool, but now I think we might want to contact Gary and just get that image of Jack just double middle fingers at, uh, <laughs> at Rose as she drowns. <laughs> that's a beautiful image to end a movie We've on. We've got a whole series. <laughs> My brother was like that. You have to have a T-shirt saying E.T. the Hyman Repairman. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> There's going to be a whole series of all Tim was like a like little a tool belt on. <laughs> <laughs> little glowing finger. <laughs> Funny. All right, we got any other plugs? We got to plug you uh, at Tracy Mixbag on Twitter, searchingforcandy.com or .blogspot.com if you feel like it. I do because it just burned into my head. <laughs> just. Just love to throw a blog spot in there somewhere. Yeah, great blog. Um, you You're working on, uh, <laughs> working on the, the John Candy biography. Uh, going a little slow again, have to be honest. Speed something goes down, but it's a kind of a living entity of its own. We will get there. It will come out. Come. Just half-ass with we... your ending of Wizard of Oz and double down on the book. <laughs> double down on the book. Just like the tornado um, just doesn't take her. Just doesn't... <laughs> That's it. It's a very short movie. <laughs> 10-minute independent film. <laughs> and people can follow you at Octopus Caveman on Twitter. Um, you also have podcasts, Getting Fucked Up with Octopus Caveman, and uh, Popcorn with Candy at That's the moment. Right. Yeah. People can find you on popcornwith.com. Um, you do that with your brother Peter. But also, after you've listened to the Getting Fucked Up Octopus Caveman, the latest one that's going to be out, people will find out how you've hurt your head. And um, you might not want me to mention this, but I've started like a, 
a, basically a crowdfunder to help raise some money that you lost during that time. Um, so if people want to go and have a look at that, it's generosity.com and that they put search in uh, basically for please help Octopus Caveman. If you could throw OC a dollar or a pound or anything, he really deserves it. He didn't deserve what happened to him. So I know you probably don't want me to mention that, but it's in. Don't edit it out. Thank you. I'm really bad at asking for help, so I appreciate it. I know. I'll ask for you. It's fine. I figured you weren't going to take no for an answer. That's why I didn't argue. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) You guys also uh, check out some of the uh, the other podcasts on the network. There's a podcast on the Edge of Forever, which is all about uh, Star Trek, the original series. Yeah. I I never plug it, but Peter and I have another podcast that we just be- we just start posting on SoundCloud. But it's called Lyrics Explained. You can look for that wherever podcasts are. We just take songs that are about five six minute long episodes, and we just dissect what the lyrics really mean. They're they're pretty fun. There's about six or seven of them out there. I've listened to a couple. They are really funny. <laughs> I like them. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> and uh, God, I'm I'm. Uh, sedated and feeling a little bit odd so i'm i'm kind of running out of steam with the plugs go buy some fucking music i'm a musician you guys <laughs> and for submissions for next week go to popcornwith.com there's a whole mm-hmm. little uh, thing for you to submit your ending here please do wizard of oz everybody's seen it tell a friend get your friends to put one in too that's always fun right see if uh, this is a little yeah. different i like the crazy wacky ones i like short ones i like long ones it's <laughs> It's like, it's like, you sound like you're talking about girls. <laughs> I thought it sounded like, like I was talking about. Sizes. I thought I was talking about dicks. Like <laughs> they're all good, you guys. They're all beautiful. <laughs> Teach their own. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> I miss when I was just drunk doing these. <laughs> I felt like I was making sense when I was <laughs> drunk. You're still making sense, trust me. If you want to support the show, there's a little donate link on uh, on popcornwith.com if you want to throw us uh, throw us a couple shekels. Helps us pay for that's the bandwidth. Really, yeah, I was going to say that's really important because you guys do everything for free, but yet you have costs associated with actually putting out these podcasts. So anyone who appreciates them, if they could throw you something, that would be ace. Hey, and we, I'm up for advertisers too. Titanic, the experience, hit me up. I'll, I'll promote you. <laughs> We're doing Wizard of Oz next week. Let's say you got an Etsy <laughs> shop. You make uh, ruby slippers. Hit us up. Find me on Twitter. I'm all about it. <laughs> gold. That's a good sponsor always, right? If anybody out there represents the commodity of gold, I'd love to be in bed with you guys. <laughs> you make all of the money. You make all of the money. That's you know. You got a black magic shop. That's fitting. Uh, uh, tornado insurance. That'd be good. You got to think ahead here. For some reason, I can only think of chickens. Good lord! You're like that with the tornado, tornado insurance, gold, ruby slippers. I'm like that. Yeah, I'm sure she had some chickens. Maybe that was in the second one. Ah, uh, fuck it. You know, KFC. Popeye chicken. <laughs> she had live chickens. Live chickens laying eggs. I mean, who doesn't want them fresh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's take it out with a song. I love you guys. Love you, Tracy.
tried to hold.